Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So Liam doesn't show up again. Yep. Liam, I know it's been a while since we recorded, but this guy somehow manages to ditch us again. I mean, what about the other two? The other two aren't here. Well, I, you know, I'll give credit to Brett. He was recently just in L.A. and he started up school, so he's busy. He's got a life. Rasta, Matt, we don't know really. Where yeah, he, he kind of disappears. He, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't contact us on Fridays, right? So <laughs> Fridays is just his day. Yeah, it's Rasta's world. Um, but, Liam, whatever. But welcome back to the 90th Minute Podcast. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, we're back after, you know, the holidays. And not only that, it's been freezing cold here in Edmonton. It's been brutal. Uh, I read a, a report online that this has been the longest cold snap in Edmonton history, like really? it, for the last couple of weeks here. So you, usually we get like around this time, we'll get like a a week or may, yeah. maybe a little bit less mm-hmm. than a week of like minus forty, but then yeah. it just gets warm right away. I mean, we're, we were getting no, up to our warm spree. So here, we, but. we've been around minus twenty, minus twenty five, minus thirty for the past like two weeks. So essentially, none of us have. But really, then the windshield makes yeah, it worse. So. None of us really wanted to leave our houses to come to our recording house, just because and the holidays and yeah. stuff, and I you mean, know, and COVID, and the been, COVID's been getting out of hand. So we were just staying precaution, right? So a whole bunch of different reasons, but, but we're back. Yeah, thank you to everyone too uh, listening to this, whatever uh, platform you're on, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or whatever the hell. Thank you, thank yeah, you, you appreciate guys are it. Great, but let's uh, let's talk about let's get into the football first because we are we you know football channel. Um, what the hell's been happening? I've I've been out of the loop with football for the past couple of weeks. Well, supposedly Manchester United are the biggest uh, prima donnas in the oh, history 100%. of football. Oh, hundred percent. I will agree with that. It's disgusting what's happening. Well, there. I don't know everything, but I know reports I, like many outlets are reporting that there's like players unhappy with Ragnik or like unhappy that they're not getting playtime still, despite a new manager not impressed with his tactics or things like that. Uh, what's your thoughts about that? I, I think it's kind of ridiculous that some players are unhappy because a new manager who's not a yes man or, you know, someone who's going to kind of say, I, I saw I saw this tweet on Twitter and he's like, it's because Ragnick's not a go have an, go play and have fun merchant. <laughs> That's why. The guy actually knows what he's doing. He's trying to implement a new system and the players are just like, well, it requires more effort. I don't want to do that. It's like, well, if you want to succeed in the Premier League, you have to you know, up your work ethic. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm trying to spit something else out there, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a weird situation. We've seen big clubs have 
situations like this in the past, like Chelsea have turned against their manager many times in the past. I just feel like this is just a really what my my feeling is that this is a little overblown. I feel by like the it's media. overblown because I don't really know how accurate these reports are, and also no one has really come out and spoken to the media. Or you know, you know, Man United players after a bad game, they'll go on social media and make a giant post saying, "Oh, we we played so poorly. I want to apologize to the fans." Well, how about you come out on social media and explain are these reports true? Give us your opinions. Give us your no, thoughts. They, they won't really. You know, Harry Maguire, Marcus Rashford, you know, Bruno crying on Instagram, and why it's bigger it's also bigger because it's manchester united that's just well, how mean, manchester united then, is and then yeah it's it's just it's annoying to support a club where you hear these reports and it's kind of hard to support these players you know for as united supporters you can support the club's ideals and the culture behind the club but to support the players right now it's very difficult yeah i think it's really odd how this is going i like i i for one don't think this is all true but I also believe that there are some players that are unhappy, some players that maybe aren't still getting play time. Uh, I feel like Johnny Van de Beek, did he play against Wolves? I, I don't remember. But you know who did play against Wolves? Seth, Phil Jones. Phil Jones I was say played. Seth Jones. But Phil Jones played for United for the first time in the starting level in the Premier League in two years. And he showed more fight than Harry Maguire has in the past six months. Passion, more vision, well, yeah. more aggression. Phil Jones was leaving the match uh, at the end in tears because he was so happy. He, you know, he worked his ass off to finally get himself in the starting eleven in the Premier League. You know how hard that is to be out of the eleven for two years and find yourself back in it, it under is, a manager like Ranić. It is crazy. Ranick? Like I, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. When Brett was just like, he's in the eleven. I was like, excuse me. I don't <laughs> like, think what's going on. I don't think Solskjaer even gave Phil Jones a sniff near the starting eleven. Ranić, he sees his work ethic and he's like, okay, you're in. You know, he, he Ranick wants players who are going to work their ass off at least, and that's and what do you Phil think. This Phil Jones going to keep getting good games. I don't know. Games? I, I kind of hope so. And you know, some people, I I, I think it was Talksport. They're they're considering. Well, maybe Phil Jones can get a call to England, <laughs> mostly because the English, uh, the the center half depth is not very strong. The pool is apparently is not strong, which I don't think so. I think the the pool for center halves in England it's quite good. For the the thing team. is, if he gets like three or four more appearances and they're like half decent appearances, he's gonna get called up in March. Oh, probably. That's how the like, English FA that's, are. That's how it's, it happens with the, the call ups sometimes, where players. You just have a good month. Yeah, you have a good few months. You might not be you might you might not make the final national team for the tournament. Yeah. But you'll get a call but, up. Like I've seen you've seen Bamford get called up and things. And in that game against Wolves, Phil Jones, he actually had a decent match. You look at the stats on paper, he he played well. I mean, ideally his header did lead to the goal, but then again, I thought McTominay could have, you know, stood in front of him, whatever. But he still played overall well. And even if Phil Jones's header led to the goal, the team in front of him should have played better. You know, the the, the midfielders, the, the the wingers, the attackers. You know, it's I'm not surprised the the United players are having a tough time adjusting the Ranick's philosophy it's it's a it's a tough philosophy to adapt to especially for what she had with Solskjaer so it's it's no surprise but it's it's disappointing to hear what you what you're hearing in the media it's oh with Ragnik as the manager he's becoming the director of football next year or something like yeah. that so he's gonna see firsthand which players are worth keeping which ones will be worthy of us keeping and having the new manager take care of and he'll see which players 
you'll have to get rid of in order to improve things so that and phil jones is probably one of those players is a player you've been paying for a long time it's is it worth keeping well, him or is I, it I worth getting, getting him out? that's not can... my point my point's more so with the Madonna. Yeah, thing. no. But then again, you talk about that. You you have these prima donnas in United, and then you have players like Phil Jones, who you know he plays with heart and passion. He plays for the badge. He plays for the badge, not the paycheck, right? So, and well, he gets a fat a paycheck. Been making money for not playing for <laughs> two years. He worked his ass off. You know, he Phil Jones could have just sat there on his ass, earning a very nice paycheck. But no, he decided to work his ass off to get back into the starting eleven in the Premier League with Manchester United. I know I've said that multiple times already, but it's it's impressive. In I'm my just opinion. like imagining Waz is like gonna go in tears right now, just <laughs> no. talking about Phil Jones. Phil no. Jones, you beauty, let's go! No, this is great. I love to I see it. Well, last time I think I remember anything about Phil Jones was Mark Goldbridge getting angry when he missed a penalty with his pink boots <laughs> well mark, mark goldberg get angry at anything like whatever no that because that was years ago yeah but yeah united have so many issues uh right now in terms of player personnel and i i don't really know the, i can't remember the full details i've seen but it's all annoying like i don't know i don't really know who to trust so yeah i mean a lot of journalists are running with it but we'll see we'll but see. let's go from one prima donnas well a couple prima donnas to another one maybe romelu lukaku which i know this is kind of an old story now but when i saw the story of him saying he's unhappy at chelsea i'm like i'm not even surprised this is such a lukaku thing to come out in the media and just have this overblown story like, oh, i i'm in, i prefer into oh why because you were playing better there like, I don't know. This guy is so annoying. He's like him and Pogba. They're just annoying. They're, they're, they're headline makers. Uh, you were the guy that was pissed off that he was going to Chelsea in the summer. I was pissed off. And then now I see this. And this is hilarious. I'm not surprised with Lukaku. Even even Chelsea supporters are kind of like, this is annoying. Well, it's annoying because well, he obviously didn't read the room. He obviously was a bit tone deaf with the interview. Um. He, he he did that interview to try to like win back some of the Inter fans because he left not the best way. He could have left better. He, well, he said that he wasn't going to leave, and he left for more money. He wanted to leave and left. For, yeah. Um. So he could have done a lot better there, and like that interview was meant for him to try to fix some things with them, but it obviously didn't uh, work the best because he made you know, Inter fans don't really miss him because Inter. They're doing really well in Syria. Yeah. They're looking like they're on their way winning their second straight Scudetto if things go to plan. While he also, at the same time, uh, uh, pissed off a bunch of Chelsea fans. Yeah, because yeah. he's not like he's not playing great. Of course, he was injured and everything. And then he's you can always say he's not playing in Tuchel's style or Tuchel doesn't play his style. It's it's a difficult situation, and it, he definitely did not help his case. But he apologized. He did an interview in front of the media, uh, and apologized and says that you know he has to do his work on the football pitch to prove. And well, that's yeah. good. But and uh, I think he did. Uh, I didn't watch the Carabao Cup game yet because I was working, but I, I've been planning on trying to watch it. But he uh, apparently did okay in that game. So what's important is he just plays good. Yeah, that's start really try and work into Tuchel's style because Tuchel's not really going to change hit completely his style and well, see what they, he can do. Funnily enough, they, they did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm aware of that. They did change it up, but they did win. They beat Spurs, so. Yeah. Well, hopefully this drama is just 
out. I think some of it was a little overblown as well, but I can understand if you're a Chelsea fan being a little frustrated. Mm -hmm. I guess, well, I mean, let's. I want to hop into another topic then. Let's talk about maybe player well-being and how there's such so many football matches playing being played right now. What are your thoughts on that right now? Because some people are saying that footballers and managers should not be complaining right now because of how much money they're being paid. But then I think I think it was Justin Andre, our friend on TikTok, he pointed out how uh, it's uh, uh, the the player Bel- I think it was Belgian proper the guy in Brighton. Yeah, proper. He, he he retired. Well, he's on he was on PSV. He was on Brighton. Yeah, he was on Brighton. He moved to P- he retired just because he essentially lost his love for the game because I, I think of how many matches were being played. Well, he or, also had injuries yeah. problems as well, which caused him to not be able to play and get back to fitness. But he was like. Yeah, he was losing his love for the sport with Brighton. And he tried to go to PSV to fix that up, be around people he likes. But unfortunately, I think the injury issues was still bad. And yeah. Going. And but yeah, now he's going to take a break from football because he doesn't really deal with it at the moment. And yeah. it's a diff- it's tough because I know, like yeah. you say, so many games like. It's crazy just looking at like there's a game on. Well, for example, uh, I think it was Liverpool. Had a game Boxing Day, so on the twenty sixth, and then they had a game on the twenty eighth. Two days later, uh, I'm pretty I, sure it was Liverpool. Uh, there's some. There, teams there's a lot of like teams it. like that, but Liverpool had a game postponed. Yeah, because, maybe it was because either. Leeds got had the COVID, uh, outbreak. Okay, maybe that's. I mean, I'm saying Liverpool because they're. I'm one, pretty, but, like, there's lots of teams. There, there I was just kind of saying an example teams, for sure. It's it's crazy like that. Yeah, I mean, the thing is with a cold, well, it's always been like this every year where there's been every christmas period time there's always december been a lot of is, matches december and beginning of january is always but it also yeah. doesn't help when there's a pandemic games were fit into a smaller period in the previous season there was a european championship then that then trying to start the season again at a normal time and then all the postponements that that are happening and like this isn't gonna be a problem that's fixed anytime soon yeah and with more football matches being played, with the Champions League increasing the amount of matches um, in the future when it changes its format in 20, I believe, or 2024, and with the potential of a bio, bio, every World Cup every two years, because I can't say the other word. <laughs> um, all of that. Get what you're saying. All of that, and like international tournaments being all constant. I mean. It's just adding a lot more matches, and it's not going to be something that changes anytime soon, unless if the players boycott, boycott, or speak out a lot more. That's that would probably have to happen because these players. I mean, I don't know what would happen. We've never seen players boycott, like, you know, a tournament like this, like the World Cup. If the World Cup comes like you know two every two years, why not players maybe boycott and say, "Well, I've made tons of money from the sport already. I can take a fine or two. You know, maybe maybe they're willing to take a couple of hits to their paycheck to take care of themselves mentally and physically and be there for their families. It it depends on the players because yeah. I do agree with you, but there are players and there's it. Pl- players are still human beings and human yeah, they're, beings. They're not machines. They want money, but yes, um, they're not machines. They do get paid a lot, but also, uh, they do get paid a lot. But if they play this much football, then their careers are not gonna. One thing that was really, I heard Jurgen Klopp talk about when he was interviewed after a Champions League match was he says that with all these matches in between, 
there's less time to actually train because you have to rest and recover. If they had more match, more um, days in between matches, that gives them more time to train and more time to learn new things, try different things. And like, there's a lot of things that we could see football progress even further, but we can't see that because of the amount of matches that have to be played. And that takes away a lot of the training that occurs. And especially with the intensity of the matches nowadays as well. Yeah, it's it's in, it's doubled, it's quadrupled almost. It feels in the last couple of ten years. Oh, I know. I you're, know you're, 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 yeah. you're over exaggerating for sure. It's it's an, it's an, it's insane. But yeah, it's definitely if you compare like yeah, the tiki taka of Barcelona to now modern day football at the top level, it's it's definitely a lot more intense. Yeah, because a lot of you know teams, a lot of fans especially, they want to see that high pressing, intense. Uh, gag and press in football, you know. I think fans just want to see uh, exciting football. Yeah, exciting and that's football. That's what that's chances, what it kind of involves goals, in scoring chances, yeah. everything so like that. It's yeah, no, no doubt. So, but with all that, and speaking of a lot of matches and I guess tournaments, there is a new international tournament uh, happening. Yeah, well, it's not new; it happens every years but, but it's 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 happening now happening and i'm kind of excited it for starts it starts in sunday okay Sunday. so it's the the yeah. day before this podcast comes out yeah the african cup of nations of course this was supposed to happen last year but unfortunately due to covid it had to be postponed a year yep and there was qu- question marks about this tournament even going through but i want to do a few things let's yeah. go one thing i want us to in a wheel because i saw this on reddit a wheel of all the African Cup of Nations teams in this tournament. Let's do it. In the wheel, we all get a team. That's our team we support for this tournament. I'm good. Sure. Sure. I'm down for it. Oh, let what, what are we going to get? I mean... I better is, get Ghana. Better get Ghana. You know me. I'm a big Ghanaian supporter. Uh, I want to talk about Ghana later. Oh, oh. Specifically, one player that you might like. Oh, good. Or you <laughs> will. This is going to be... It's a big tournament, though. It's uh, a lot of key players missing... And, during, of course, club football as well. So, I don't. He doesn't care that like two of his best players. Good, are he shouldn't. I, I don't care. Yeah, I I care that I oh I care oh I care a little because I. Hey, let's let's get to the wheel. Okay, so we'll go Waz first. Yes. Okay, Waz, your team as we spin the wheel is going to be. This is a good one. It's not Ghana, but it's Mali. Mali, let's go! Yes. And I think they're. A dark horse in this I, I've tournament. I've heard they've got some interesting players. I heard yep. they're, they're a team to watch. Yep. Definitely. I mean, the, a rumored player, Haidara, to United several ah, times. Ah, there you go. Haidara. Up to Haidara. So that's a, that's a good one. Greg, you're next. All right. Let's see what we can get here. All right, Greg, your team you will support in the African Cup of Nations. Ooh, the team that made the Arab Cup final, Tunisia. Ooh. Ooh. I, like, I like that, honestly. Couscous is great. It, they also what? Couscous is that a food from Tunisia? You might maybe. I, I don't remember, know. Honestly, I, I remember in third grade we we did something about Tunisia and one of their foods was couscous. Maybe I, I I I, no <laughs> I remember I this. Uh, but they, I sure don't remember. They have I, I a young say. player on Manchester United, Ishri or something. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, he yeah. yeah he looks pretty cool. Hell yeah! Good. Awesome. Love to hear that. That's cool. All right. Uh, should I do me or should I do the other guys first? Let's see who Liam supports. Even though he won't probably be on the next podcast, he's going to Mexico. Fraud. Go ahead. Okay, Liam's team is <laughs> Equatorial Guinea. Yes! <laughs> You'll love it. Brett. Well, Brett's next. 
All right, Brett, who will he support at the African Cup of Nations? Oh, it's Comoros. I don't, I've never heard of that country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go with Matt, even, you know, if we ever see him again. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Oh, you'll love this. Nigeria. <laughs> oh, oh, my yeah, only favorite to the tournament. <laughs> All right, uh, then mine. Who yeah. will I support? I, I did this yesterday. I got Cameroon, but. Watch it, watch it be. Oh, that'd be. That partially like wouldn't surprise me, but <laughs> I got Cameroon. Cameroon. I got. I did this wheel yesterday. I did this wheel yesterday. I got Cameroon. So it's meant to be. I have to support up, Cameroon. Mali. <laughs> so you have uh, Mali. Mali. Yeah. You have Tunisia. Tunisia. I got Cameroon. Lim has Equatorial Guinea. Brett has Comoros, and Matt has Nigeria. Oh, that's f- all right. That but was, it's gonna be a, an exciting tournament. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about some storylines for this tournament, though. Okay, let's yeah. go. Okay, so Algeria. They're going into this tournament right now on the longest undefeated run out of any international team ever. I'm pretty sure that's the stat. I'm pretty sure it's like 37, 38 matches undefeated in all competitions. It's crazy. I don't know if that includes friendlies or not, but that also means, well, that they, they, they won the previous African Cup. Yep. They also just won the Arab Cup. Mm-hmm. Happened just last month. So, going in good form for sure. <laughs> going in good form, they're the, probably the favorites to win this tournament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I that's that'll be interesting to watch. Another thing related to Ghana. What about Ghana? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's been this one player. He's 17 years old, and there's been a lot of talk about him. His name, Abdul Fatavu Isahaku. A lot of hype around this guy. He's a 17-year-old attacker. Um, and in the Guardian's 2021 Next Generation list, he was one of three Africans on that list. And there's just people talking about him being the best under-18 African player. Lots of praise for this lad. Loved and um, he even played in a recent friendly against Algeria for Ghana. So they obviously have a lot of trust in him. He's getting caps for the Ghana national That's team. Good. So And I think he turns 18 relatively soon maybe well, sometime this year so he'll probably get a move to europe don't know where i mean i've heard sporting i've heard liverpool so some some big clubs yeah so there's a lot of interest in this guy and he, he's one to watch one of the young talented players in this tournament and yeah that's what's nice about these kind of tournaments it gives a lot of those kind of players really a chance to to prove himself and show well, normally that's like the u17 well we're, i mean i just think it's great that you know there is an african cup of nations that the continent of africa can have be represented in this type of scale i know there's a lot of people and you know liverpool supporters especially like oh we this tournament's bullshit they should play in the summer when i mean it's not really realistic to play a tournament like this in the summer because of the heat conditions unless if it's in certain countries yes yeah. that's true and they want which I'll get to the host in a second, but yeah, unless if you want to host it in only specific countries. Also, another young player that was also on the next generation list. Uh, his name is Kari Konate from Ivory Coast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to get game time or not, but he's on their squad, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, another storyline for this tournament, of course, is the host, Cameroon. Now, of course, not summer and hosting summer's too hot. Yeah. But this is their first time hosting in 50 years. They're supposed to host this tournament three years ago in 2019, but yeah, it had yeah. to be switched to Egypt. Um, and then, of course, they had to wait another year. Um, there's been a lot of problems leading up to this tournament, unfortunately. I mean, one thing 
getting the facilities built. But fortunately, they have gotten over 30 uh, stadiums and training uh, places renovated or built. So that's a good thing. Um, there is a lot of conflicts like um, I don't know enough about to comment about them. But and there's also COVID problems as well. Of course. yeah. But Cameroon are the hosts. They won the African Cup of Nations, I believe, in 2017. So let's hope that it can be a good host and provide a good competition. Yeah. And finally, one related with Liverpool, but can Salah or Mane win the African Cup of Nations and really cement their legacy in the continent? Not just as great footballers in Europe, but great footballers with lasting legacies for their countries. Really show their countries that they are the best of the best and bring, I, it, home, bring it home. I, I kind of hope, hope Egypt does well. I, I don't know, I've always liked Egypt as a country. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know much about them. I mean, Mohamed Salah is one of the best yeah, players I mean, in the world right Mo now Salah and can really he watch, really so. do it for Egypt? Yeah. Well, yeah. Salah money. they're both two of the best African players of the decade. Mm-hmm. Like they're up, they're like when you talk about top African players, like you obviously talk about Drogba, Eto'o, etc. Yeah. But you also have to talk about Mane and Salah. hundred yeah. percent, especially in the like you said, in the like especially in this era of football, right? Yeah. And one thing that will help their case as you know best African player of all time, that's always going to be a debate. Winning the Afcon, winning it for your country, having that legacy. Yeah. So that's what those are things I'm interested at looking at going into this tournament and. Although I probably won't be able to watch every single match, I'm gonna try and you know, some yeah, attention it's, to it's it. That's the thing. Like, who is the third best African player at the moment? That's not named, Mo, you know, with Musala and Mana. You think? Um, it's tough because those two have like set such a high bar. Like, who comes next? Let me just. Koulibaly, get... maybe not. Not anymore. Yeah. Uh, like Koulibaly was definitely up there a couple of years ago. He slowed down a little, but still, still good. great. Yeah. I'm trying to think of someone. I mean, I mean, he used to be a bombing. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, he, he he had some controversy. He he apparently him and Lamina apparently got a suspected positive COVID test. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because they went clubbing in Dubai. Um, and Diddy's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess this one. For some reason, we always forget his name, but Riyad Mahrez. Oh yes, I don't know. I don't know why. Some I don't know. Maybe just because I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes we just forget <laughs> about Algeria. Like, we no, fantastic! Yeah, I can't believe that. Oh, sometimes it, some names just escape your head, you know. There's so many players out there that it. Oh, then uh, yeah, Hakimi. Yes. Yeah. Oh my days. Morocco, Africa yeah. is such a huge continent, you know, and yeah. especially considering you know we're kind of European, we don't associate ourselves with Africa, so it's hard to you know. Uh, Africa is huge. Just so Morris is a big player to miss. I mean, of course, yeah. Algeria being. Algeria right now. Let's see what they mm-hmm. do. Unfortunately, Osiman is missing the tournament. So we... oh. There's been some controversy. Some players were called up, but then clubs didn't let them go. There's yeah. a controversy with that. Isn't Nigeria missing a few players? Yes. Like yeah. Dennis from Watford. I don't remember anyone else other than Osiman because I think he's had an mm-hmm. injury. And then there's been also some young players. Um, There's a guy, a Moroccan on Barcelona. There's rumors that he... Well, he got called up. There's... You, I always showed love for Morocco on his profile page. Yeah, and temporarily, there's rumors that he was going to join the Spain national team. Ooh. but then that proved to not be true, and he just wants to focus on Barcelona because mm. uh, he's young. He wants to, yeah, be in place, which I think is fair enough. I think you've seen that with a few players that are like 18 years old that are 
trying to get some rise in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, club level is it's more where you make your money and really show yourself and you can do it on the international stage but it's only every little bit while club is yeah. just all the when time. you're like building yourself into the first team i guess like you don't want to have your momentum halted especially at that young of an age yeah um like there's also uh Ghanaian on roma that similar situation as well yeah uh anything else we want to talk about regarding the african cup of nations go malta no malta malta, malta. <laughs> mali go mali oh my god <laughs> Two different countries, trust me, I know. I know. <laughs> Molly and Malta, you can see what happens, right? Oh, that's a bad one. Well, I'm sorry. Um I was gonna <sighs> Okay, whatever, man. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, I was gonna talk about uh so the FIFA Best Awards got oh, the yeah. nominations for that, of course, you know, the men's. Um yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Salah, Lewandowski, and Messi who got nominated for the best. Yep. But the one that kind of pissed me off was um, the uh, the best FIFA women's coach for 2021. The nominees were Emma Hayes, Serena Vigan, uh, and Luis Cortez. The issue is, how did Bev Priestman not get nominated for this award after helping Canada reach the gold medal at the Olympics? And in women's football, the Olympic gold medal is such a, it's a very prestigious award. So the fact that she did not get nominated for this award is kind of very confusing. Especially since the last um, Olympics, the Germany won the Olympics that year. And the women's coach of the year that year was the German coach. See, I don't understand how she didn't get nominated. Like, this is the first time Canada has won the Olympic gold medal, the women's team. And this is an amazing accomplishment. How do you not get nominated? So like, who, I know Emma Hayes is Chelsea manager. What are yeah. the other? Um, let me see here. The other one is the Barcelona manager. It's, I mean, she, they deserve a nomination. They Yeah, and I think the other one is the Dutch manager. See, that, that's a... She's obviously a great manager. Oh, wait, no. Dutch? Is she like Dutch nationality or which is Dutch national team? She, I, she is Dutch. Because I know the former Dutch national team manager who's actually won that award multiple times, I think. He's now the England manager. Yeah, I think she is the England manager. Yeah, so that one doesn't really make sense. Her getting nominated this yeah. year specifically. She, yeah. So that is confusing. And not, no disrespect to these other nominees. It's just, that's a very prestigious award in women's football, the Olympic gold medal. And the fact that she not did not get nominated for manager, whatever, coach, uh, FIFA best coach, whatever, whatever is bullshit. Yeah. I think it's because these are voted by coaches and captains. The eventual words are voted by. I don't know about the nominations, uh, but... I know the women's game, like in 2016, the women's game was specifically more so about national team. That's all people really cared mm-hmm. about, all people really focused on. Now, like really in Europe, especially, the women's game is rising a lot more. Oh, lovely, like the yeah. Champions League yeah. is getting more attention than ever before. Um, so it, that might be a reason why like something like that is considered, but st- it's still controversial not have someone who won the major women's international tournament of the year get nominated when in previous years the coach who won that award won the gold medal got the award yeah 
now oh. sorry now to be fair like i can understand some senses because canada won the gold medal on a penalty shootout and you have to give credit maybe to the goalkeepers and that at that point what the, what else can the manager do right like sometimes you have to give credit to the individuals who are on the pitch but i mean yeah it's, it's kind of it is as canadians yeah it, as canadians or, or canadians in general they just want to feel, feel a bit more credit on the world stage of football especially Who, that what nominated for the women's player of the year I'd have to go check. Um, but yeah, continue with your. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, as Canadians, we shouldn't be worried about being nominated for these awards. We should just be proud of what our country's been able to achieve in 2021. Can- I mean, 2021's been a it was very huge. good we year. We didn't really for have a year in review show, whatever. But Canada, I mean, top of Concacaf in the men's. And for the women's national team to win a gold medal at the Olympics is huge. You it's know, crazy. both programs are doing fantastic. They're reaching heights that have never been reached before. And maybe I don't know how twenty twenty-two is going to go, but hopefully Canada Canada's can... on their way to uh, making the World Cup, which well, is crazy. There's still six games left, well, but yeah, we're we're on the road to Qatar. Well, we, we we should we've built a pretty good path. Yeah, so I I think we will qualify, but. Wait and see, and uh, yeah. hopefully 2022 can be, I don't know, it's probably not possible, but he'd be even better. <laughs> but for the uh, women's best, uh, the women's, it was Alexia Putalas, Sam Kerr, and Jenny Hermoso. I don't watch women's football, but I respect it, and you, so should you. I think uh, Put- uh, Putelas. Yes, oh yeah, she'll probably, she won the UEFA one. Yeah. Um... But was oh yeah one more who what's the Puskas nominees? The Puskas nominees. All oh, right, I forgot. I I still have more respect for this award than the Ballon d'Or. The Ballon d'Or is bullshit. <laughs> Only thing Ballon d'Or has now is just the name credibility. That's all. It's just a shiny fucking Ballon d'Or. Ball. Oh, it's got the history. Yeah. Oh, whatever. The history has now been disgraced because of what they did. Not giving it to Lewandowski. <laughs> that award means nothing now. It's lost every every sentiment to it. Um, how do I figure out the? I'm trying to see here. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, you're not wrong with the, the. I mean, the best award is new, but like FIFA's been awarded. So, yeah, for the Pushkas yeah. Award. Uh, the nominees for the Pushkas this year are uh, Mehdi Taremi, Patrick Schick, and Eric Lamella. Taremi's was the bicycle kick against you. I think or, so. No, I mean, Chelsea? Uh, or, or was it the free kick against Juventus, or was it a different goal? I'm checking here. I mean, maybe he didn't even score that free kick. And then, of course, Patrick it was against Schick's uh, uh, goal was, against Scotland. And the, it was Chelsea Porto, yeah. Okay, yeah. so the bicycle. And then there's uh, Lamella's Rabona Rabona against Spurs. And then, yeah, Schick's I, goal against Scotland. I, I want to be Schick's goal just as it's against it's Scotland. Lee, said, we, we watched that goal. <laughs> it was crazy. That's still crazy. We, we were, it was like 7 a.m. in the morning. We were li- first live stream of just Le- summer. And it's Liam. Because I, I remember we our Twitch chat was ahead. So we we thought Scotland sco- were going about to score because Scotland had the ball. And our Twitch chat saying, like, goal. But then, like, all of a sudden, Patrick Schick has the ball at half. I'm like, wait, what? And then he shoots. I'm like, no way. <laughs> oh, that was great. And then and looking at Liam's face, it was just a heartbreak. Speaking of Mehdi uh, uh, Tarami, uh, he's Iranian. So I just want to shout out to our friend Cheyenne, who was on Arsenal Fan TV. <laughs> if you don't know who Cheyenne is, he is Next Generation Football Podcast. And he was on Arsenal Fan TV. And he was saying how Seattle Sounders is the best club in the world and that they would beat Arsenal. It was, and apparently he made like... Reddit football or something. Our soccer. 
Whatever. Yeah, it's just it was hilarious. Good on him. That's it's always kind of legendary if you make uh, Arsenal fan TV. Probably tr- I didn't see the video, but I'm sure he was trolling, right? Yeah, I mean, I, Cheyenne is. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, someone actually made a good point on Twitter. A general question: Why don't the women's have a Pushcast award? I don't know. Um, but yeah. What uh? Anything else we wanna? Well, what's next? Is there anything football related you want to talk about, Greg, or not? I mean, we've got most of the main points out there. Uh, Richie Larea making a move. Oh, it's yeah. always nice to Nottingham. see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, a lot. Love to see it. Like these Canadians, of course, getting their European moves and uh, see what they can do. Right. I mean, I'm excited to see what uh, it's a step up from. Um, I think, but a uh, different type of challenge. But hopefully, you can. It, of course, Tejon, Tejon hasn't been able to play for Club Bruges yet, but... I mean, just friendlies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Greg, is the Chilean man, Ben Brereton Diaz, going to cause Blackburn to finish above Fulham? I sure hope not. Fulham hasn't played in, like, forever, it feels like, because COVID's just been horrible. I mean, we played tomorrow, actually, I guess, as for FA, FA Cups coming up. We finally got the FA Cup. It's January. Um... We'll see how it goes. How are you feeling about it right now? You know, Blackburn have two games. Oh, you have two games in hand, but Blackburn are ahead of. I you. haven't followed. I, I actually hate, like similar to Waz. I haven't followed like much football at all. It, it's been a lot just for life. And- but uh, F- Fulham's were like six games without a win now. I think, and which is really bad considering the form we were in before. And it's it's not looking good. Not looking good right now. Let's say that. Yeah, but in the FA Cup, you have us uh, in City. We're starting to get a uh, outbreak with their squad, but they defeat Swindon pretty easily. Former with uh, some, uh, some good plays. Uh, but yeah, huge FA Cup games. Um, obviously, it's always great seeing these matches. You know, will there be any upsets? There could be. Love seeing the smaller clubs play. Honestly, it's always it's nice to see. But yeah, better than watching big clubs. More passion. So, I mean. In a way, but yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, Byron lost. That's true. Oh. I mean, they only had like 11 first teamers available. Yeah. I mean, I think Alf- yeah, Alfonso Davies got COVID. Yeah. That was a big deal. I mean, everyone's getting COVID. Yeah, if you're, if you're a professional it. athlete, it's, you're going to get it. I mean, eventually one of us is going to get it. It's going to be no. interesting. It, it's going to happen with this new whatever, but it's just a part. It's a circle of life. I, I'm surprised no one, like none of us have gotten it. Yeah, I it's mean. It's actually pretty crazy considering don't jinx it I, lucas just be be, be ready for it three honestly. of you like work in like a retail store yeah yeah i mean liam he cuts meat all the time and somehow hasn't had it going to mexico yeah he's a fraud he's gonna get it <laughs> but you know the, one of the reasons why i've been out of the loop in football kind of is because you know i'm viral now I'm well, viral. TikTok famous. Yeah, I, right? I, went, I went actually TikTok famous for a nice week. It was something. It was unreal. It's something I've never experienced before. I know we've we've had so many TikToks do well in the 90th minute, and I've had some previous TikToks doing my own and the Warriors Nation, but I've never had a TikTok do this well and have this much reach and having you know. You know, I got reached out by ESPN. Like why? <laughs> like what actually? Like I was don't it for. 
Like, that's actually hilarious. So, uh, uh, let's provide some context context to this TikTok. Uh, It was just before Christmas. I decided to play, you know, a little bit of Modern Warfare 2 because, like, it was December 23rd. There was this tweet. This TikTok says, everybody jump on. We're all getting back on Modern Warfare 2. The servers are repopulated. So, I decided to stream it on my Twitch channel and just kind of hang out with people and talk about Modern Warfare 2. I'm like, I decided to go check out our friends list. And, you know, there were some names I haven't seen in a while. However, mentally, I knew what I was doing when I was saying that. It's like, oh, all these people I haven't seen. I knew I was going to make that into a little TikTok. I just did not expect this TikTok to do so well and get so much attention. I was in that TikTok. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to make a TikTok kind of, you know, saying, oh, these are all the buddies I played with in middle school, high school. And, you know, we had so many memories. And then it just kind of took a life of its own. It's at now 6 million views crazy and yeah i'm gonna go to my dms right now and check out espn yeah uh on uh december 27 2021 yeah <laughs> they, they, they did reach out i know you can't see out here but they did reach out they, hello do you own this video if so espn would like to request permission to use clip with courtesy on all platforms I'm like, I do, and I said they can. I, of course, some people called me stupid because I didn't ask for any money, but I didn't give a shit. They sent me that DM. I woke up. I'm like, sure, whatever. I get. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I'm like, I, 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 I missed a bag, but then again, I don't think they posted it. And I know they have ESPN esports, but I didn't see them post it. So I'm, unless they own some other platforms that I don't know of, and they post it, maybe it's cool. It's honestly just it was cool just to cool. See. Yeah. But the amount of, yeah, the 6 million views and like 7,000 comments, people sharing their stories about how they're buddies and people commenting how, hey, if my if my friend sees this, I miss you, buddy. I'm like, Jesus, people are trying to reach out to their old friends and this. It's going to happen. But it's just, yeah, it's emotional, man. It, oh, I, <laughs> it was wild, man. Yeah, it was some amazing call. It's like the one TikTok I've posted that, went viral and didn't get negative attention or negative comments all the comments are beautiful except for this one guy who was like no i can't relate because i went outside and i'm like wow you're hard you're so cool <laughs> you, you should be proud of yourself man but like yeah i i, I it's amazing but like you just kept getting more views more views more I'm like how is this or how many views is this gonna get <laughs> it's all no it's all it's awesome to see i remember um I didn't know about it at first and then Liam posted in the chat saying like that was work I think it was wor- working that day and Liam just posted in the chat it's like congratulations on was on reaching like this many I was like wait what I was like so confused I was like what is it and I finally I fi- found it I'm like oh the thing is okay there, there was a I I know for a fact there's been a lot of bigger accounts on Instagram who didn't um reach out to me to share it Oh really? Like a lot. I I've seen a couple accounts posting my video and not even tagging me or even sh- like you know giving me credit, which is pretty a scumbag move to do. But at the same time, it's kind of cool. Like oh, there's me on this page that has a million followers. It's like, did your like uh, watermark get uh taken out on the? Um, I I don't really know. I just know this one guy tagged me on Instagram. Hey, Waz, look, it's you. I'm like, oh shit, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Like, there was a there, there was one guy also who was just very nice. He reached out me on Twitter. He's like, hey, can I post your video? I'll give you credit. I'm like, sure. Yeah, yeah. it's and that's something we do a lot with or this nation, like with social media, especially with our smaller accounts. You know, we like for example, I have to make content sometimes for the Flames Nation account. 
I'm not a Flames fan, so I'll find somebody's Flames content, but just give them credit. It's, just, it's a nice thing to do. If you're going to share people's content, just give credit. Yeah. I I won't lie. There's There was another company who's a competitor who took one of our con- our Canucks content that I made and didn't really give us credit. Not going to name names on here, but I don't like you. Yeah. <sighs> not like they're going to watch Monster this, own but... Hate. It's a dick move. Just give people credit. It's simple. It's not hard. It's... Yeah, it, it's... It's just something in life that you should be doing is yeah. respect each other um, and help each other out. It is, like, it, my original TikTok has 6 million views right now, but I think compared on how many platforms has been shared, it's probably got around over 10 million. Like, Crazy. That, it's insane how many people... I, I, I've, I actually saw some TikTokers on common on that that I follow, like, people who have millions of followers comment them, and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I follow you. You're my... my like, that's kind of cool. Crazy. I, I don't know. And then, of course, I'm, I've I've tried making like Call of Duty gaming TikToks since then, and none have not. Like I had had one get like forty thousand views, seventy thousand views. But other than that, it's just been like, I just post for fun on there. And that's that's the thing. You yeah. just gotta do that for fun. And people were saying, oh, if you have a TikTok, go viral. You have to take advantage of it. You gotta create a brand out of it. I'm like, bro, I just want to make some fun stuff and see how it does. <laughs> and now I my TikTok on my my TikTok went from twelve thousand to forty thousand followers, and it's whatever. You know, it's just I'll keep making gaming TikToks, and I like doing stuff like that. Yeah, as long as we don't get a uh, Hollywood was oh. comes into wearing sunglasses, puffy <laughs> jackets. <laughs> Got Calvin Klein on right now. Look at him. Mm. Has his own butler. To be fair, Calvin Klein's quite cheap. Joking with saying <laughs> that, but um, I think last thing we should finish off with this podcast. If you guys have anything else you want to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, New Year's so, resolutions. I, I, that's actually mine oh. was like sim, like kind of like New Year's Day, like like how was your guys's New Year's and oh, it's just chill. and then New Year's resolutions. Yeah, my New Year's resolution is very simple. I'm gonna try to become a better cook. <laughs> I'm I'm trying. Fair enough. I'm trying to improve my cooking abilities. Today, my mother, she's been helping me. I I made chicken, and and rice. She made the rice. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, all right. Yeah. I, I was not happy because she made the rice, and I'm like, why'd you make it without? <laughs> but no, actually, you know what? what my, I found what makes life very easy though is an air fryer. I I bought my mom an air fryer for Christmas, and now I'm using it. And oh my god, the they're, they're they're honestly the great. chicken they're, was so good. They're, they are, it's really it's, good. Yeah, I you you know you put the you put the chicken breast in. We had uh, we had steaks the other day in it. It was actually really in, in an good. air fryer. You can yes, do that. Yes, you can do that. It was actually really you, good. You, you gotta tell me what minute you put it in, <laughs> and you gotta tell me what temperature, like for the right the juiciness. You know, it was it was actually really good. Probably honestly, might be better than barbecue. And that's cr- that's actually crazy. Well, yeah, this is the best chicken I probably uh, <laughs> I, I had with an air what? fryer. Really? Yeah, air, it's a, it's, air it's fryer is really, really good bad. and so simple. Like it's actually really. Oh yeah, easy. it's better than using a f- oven. hundred percent. Really? And I, you know, Best Buy had a really good deal on air fryer, so I got my mom for it. Was like eighty bucks. Yeah, it was one of the best deals. That's the thing. They're they're actually not that expensive and it's, they're good. It's just so simple. Do you have to put oil in it or anything? No. No. You, well, you all, I mean, it's the simple instructions are pretty simple, but like you got to just clean it and make sure it's good. Basically, just treat it like an, a mini oven. It is better mini oven. L- literally, it's uh, into yeah, yeah literally, me, literally, trust and you me. you can almost do like anything in there. You can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've heard it's some like my coworkers hyped them up so much. Air fryers are the best thing in the world. I'm like, oh. They're because they're so simple. Yeah, it, it's frozen pizza in there. 
No. For not, I mean, that's, it depends on how big you get, but, like, let's be real. Like, if you want to cook anything, you can. Yeah. Like, put a pizza pop in there and be good. Put a quesadilla. We might have one after this the podcast. Yeah. Don't have an air fryer, though. Should have one here. But you obviously have to clean it off, and then, you know, it's yeah. like everything else. And But, uh, yeah, I'm going to turn into Chef Ramsay because of an air fryer. <laughs> I don't, you're not real. That's not really. It's not, like, cooking, you, though. You think I can, like, you think I can air fry a popsicle? It melt. I, I never. <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna okay, talk about go that. Ahead. Anyway, we're talking. Well, look, anything else other than that was, or is that your main resolution? Oh, just be more of an adult. Oh. Gotta be better with finances and all that crap. I don't really have a New Year's resolution. I didn't really have one this year. I don't believe in resolutions. They're hard. It's like those guys on TikTok are like. If you want to be successful in life, you got to wake up at 4 a.m. <laughs> like, fuck off, man. Got to live your life. Yeah, exactly. Live your own life. Sorry. That, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Live your own life and do what you want. And I think there's nothing wrong with writing New York New no, resolutions. Like, um, I wrote some down. You actually, like, write them down? Yeah, oh, I, I, think, do that. I think it's better to write them down because you actually have physical evidence of wanting to achieve this goal. Mm-hmm. and you can look back at the end of the year and you can see how close you got, if you got there, if you didn't. Ev- evaluate things. Um, I I wrote some stuff like I want to like pick up a new hobby. What that is? Hobby and try something new. Mm-hmm. Relationships. Uh, some stuff related with YouTube and stuff like that. Yep. Oh. Um. Hopefully, I can achieve. But, you know, if you get close, that's good. Like, there's nothing wrong with failing your resolution. Like, say, like, you wanted to lose pounds and you lost 10. That's still good. Failure is the best teacher. What? No. Greg? Yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, like I said, though, I don't really have... A New Year's, I didn't, I, I had, mine last year was just being the best shape of my life, which at times I was, and at times I really wasn't, so. You say that partially got your goal? Yes, but also no. That you tried your best? No, definitely not. Maybe your New Year's resolution, try your best. You know what, that would actually be a pretty good one, because honestly I don't try my best in a lot of things. So, sure, let's do, let's do that. Okay, well, now we're going to lose every FIFA game. I do go. I do go for David Luiz trip sometimes. So I mean, you know. <laughs> anyway. All right. So I think that can wrap it up there. Unless we have anything else. I, I think I think we're good. It's it is late here. Uh, I'll I'll just touch up on that viral TikTok. Anyway, it's not to like glow. Anyways, in that TikTok, there's a guy named Ifer Imperium that I mentioned. Right, the guy. Me and his name was Angry Dwarf. We used to play with him a lot back then. Um. There was a guy comment like people were tagging a guy named I for Imperium on TikTok. Like just tagging this guy on like it's not him. It's it's not. Like this guy's like, I for Imperium, bro, is this you? And he he comments like, Yeah, man. I'm like, this is not you. I I would know. And the re one of my our buddies, Armando, who uh we got I got in touch with him and I was talking because he knew I I for Imperium. He's like, You kept in touch with him? Yeah, he owns a vape shop now. 
like just yeah i know i know this we kind of know this guy like we know his personal details i'm not gonna say it online but i would know if it was him that's all anyways are you there's a fake eye for Imperium out there, so fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <Bye>. then. <laughs> yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, appreciate it. Um, take care, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Okay, goodbye. Have a good time. We love you. Live long time.